seventh episode of the Radiant Black podcast. This is a podcast focused on the Radiant Black Image Comics series by Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Acosta, Becca Carey, and Michael Basudo. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt, and my friend, Addy. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm shocked. We're not friends, apparently. We're just a business relationship. We're just co-hosts <laughs> there. I'm hurt. I'm wounded, and I don't even know if I want to record anymore. No, I'm doing good. It's been a great uh, couple of weeks. Great issue seven. A lot of stuff happening. It's. I feel like it's been so long since we've actually been picking up, you know, the story about Marshall and, you know, the central story focused on what's happening in Rainy Black in general, because we were, you know, we got that it, one issue that focused on Satomi's origin. And while that was an amazing issue, everyone knows that we have all been waiting for the team to finally interact together. We've all been waiting for, you know, to see Glitch in action and to kind of get an idea of what, they can do and like not only did we get to see those things but it it was a fantastic issue it really was worth waiting for but uh i gotta say it's still tough waiting a month for these issues because god damn they're so good yeah it's tougher than, than a two dollar steak really but it's really nice to get costa's artwork back too it's uh refreshing to see uh his stuff it was nice to get a uh, new artist in on it but uh you know costa it's like he he's the dna of the series you know a lot of it comes from him so it's really cool to see him back at it yeah, no, I'm just glad we finally picked back up where we left off. Like, I was basically waiting, counting the days to see what happens next. Yeah, and I personally, I, I, I really liked getting Natalia Marquez as a colorist for issue number five. And then um, I'm not sure whether she did issue number six. I think that might have been someone else. But getting her back for issue number seven is a delight because i think her colors match really well with the uh, dynamic nature of the series with marcelo's artwork and it, it doesn't really take away from marcelo coloring his own work or you know whatever the situation was before this so i've really been enjoying her colors i find them to be super kinetic and i think they really add to the like the overall cosmic feel of the story so i'm hoping natalia like looking forward at the solicitations i see that She's coloring a few more issues, and I think we're getting Igor Monti doing issue 10, which is amazing. So I'm really excited for that. I just got to say I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the way they're shuffling all these amazing creative artists they have on board. Yeah, they have their own Radiant roster that's uh, even better than ours probably when they're, we have these <laughs> awesome artists. And yeah, it was Muerto on colors last week, or last issue, not last week. I wish it was last week that that came out, but yeah, no. Uh, I love this issue, and it's really nice to see uh, Danielle Di Nicolo or Nicolo uh, do, uh, you know, Seven Secrets. Uh, he does that, and he killed it on the seventh issue here of uh, Radiant Black for the cover. I, I love it, and I I need a poster of that wraparound cover. Yeah. Can I just say that like the this Radiant Black in general has some of the best covers I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean it's been said before, and it needed to be said yep. again because it's true. Yeah. It's factual it really at this is. point. It's it's like it's become almost like a staple of the series to have uh, amazing covers. And I got to say, uh, you know, Kyle, Marcelo and Co, y'all are playing a dangerous game because the expectations are going to keep rising with each uh, each amazing outing that you guys put out. So it's uh, I guess it's a double edged sword, but not no, all jokes aside. The cover game has been spectacular. Yeah, uh, Bash, you had some housekeeping uh, to do with uh, so much happened between the release of the last issue. We've had SDCC panels and the like. So uh, what's yeah, new? I mean, yeah, we've had so many, you know, so much Radiant Black information has been put out there. And good for us because we get to talk about it. 
first things first, I've noticed that there's some folks, you know, via Twitter, via social media that haven't been exposed or haven't realized that uh, there is or isn't a Radiant Black website, but there is, and it's amazing. It's designed by Michael Basudo, and I, I, I honestly, it's it's just so well designed. So if you haven't checked out the Radiant Black website, I highly recommend it. You could just go to your search bar and type radiant.black, literally, that's all, and it'll take you to the website. Once you get to the website, you'll notice, you know, there's like Fariato's artwork in the background used as the a website background. And it looks incredible. Like I said, the website's really uh, well designed, nice font. And, you know, there's you can see the issues that come out. So if, you know, for those of you who are wondering what the covers are, who did what cover and what the release dates are, all the information is there. And then beyond that, I noticed that some people, some members of the community weren't aware that uh, there's a soundtrack for Radiant Black. And, you know, we've talked about that before, but we're going to bring it up again. Radiant Black has an incredible soundtrack done by uh, composer Sam Ewing. And it's like, seriously, it's awesome. I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan of the uh, of the comic book, but and, and we're not like, you know, we're not uh, we're not advertising. This is like truly our, our my at least for me is my opinion. I think the music's awesome. I highly recommend checking it out. And beyond that, just check out the website. You know, it might have a, 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 some information that you don't know about or it's just, you know, just look at it. It's pretty cool. Really well. I'm hoping, made. I'm hoping that music shows up in the show when we get the eventual Radiant Black TV oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's some folks who they, they it's like, you know, it's like their, their monthly jam. They talk about how they got to play the theme, uh, the theme song for the series before they read every issue. So, <laughs> you know, it's a thing. It's a ritual and that's a pretty sweet one. I was thinking about doing it today, but I just had to uh, hurry so much to get prepped for this podcast. But next time I probably will. The uh, every time I hear the uh, Crisis Couture like trailer theme, like the official Radiant Black theme song, it's better and better. every time I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Ever since Derek did, I just have to scream it every time it's brought up. But uh, yeah, no, uh, Radiant Black by uh, the theme song by Crossy Score Two. Yeah, it's amazing. Check it out if you haven't. Check out the uh, the soundtrack by Sam Ewing on the website. Seriously, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, moving on, we've uh, noticed that the Radiant Black number nine variants have been uh, released. And you know, today we like it's a great day because. Literally today, the same day we're recording, we also got the Radiant Black 10 variants, but we're going to talk about that later. So, yeah, looking at the Radiant Black number 9 variants, first of all, we got a number 9 cover A, I believe that's done by Marcelo Costa, and it's a homage to that Ultimate Spider-Man issue, right? Where with Uncle Ben and, you know, his arms around Peter Parker, supposedly. That's that's a pretty sweet homage. I mean, were, yeah, it's were, like were a you guys expecting that? Yeah, I... I, I for a series called Radium Black, I'm honestly loving the white background there and like the use of the white background there. It's 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 similar to uh, like Invincible and there's Invincible number thirteen, I believe, and he, it's just Invincible standing in the white uh, in the white room, you know, the the one in the Pentagon. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it reminds me a lot of, of Invincible as well. So there's that little connection. And it just puts a focus on. You mean it could be in the the existence or whatever which it probably isn't because that's usually darker but it just puts a heavy focus on the you know the emotional weight of you know i guess nathan like maybe saying hey marshall it's up to you you're carrying the torture it's okay buddy trying to console him like who knows it could play into the story like his consciousness could be there or maybe we, we might get some final words from nathan in that issue that could be where they might have to pull the plug on him quote unquote who knows that's just an early prediction yeah that's what i was thinking too it's gonna be like nathan's last stand maybe he leaves a little bit of his consciousness in with marshall he sticks around with him forever. I don't know. It could go a lot of different ways. Either way, he'll be yeah. in our hearts forever. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and that cover C is just like the the parents there. You have uh, you know it's it's just so sad. You have Nathan and looking through the window or Marshall looking through the window. It's just uh, all around hits you in the feels. One of the most emotional covers of the year for sure. Yeah, one of the less I feel like action based. All of the all of the 125s have been really awesome poses, really dynamic like covers. Whereas this one is more of a like you know a voyeur kind of cover where. We have Radiant Black peeking over, you know, the Nathan situation, and it's super sad. And we see the Burnett's there. They're just, it's just, it's a super, you know, it's it's pretty upsetting. But it, it's a really nice cover by David Lafuente, and uh, I look forward to finding this one. I feel like it might not be easy to find. Yeah, exactly. And that cover B. Yeah, um, that cover B by Danilo Beiruth is uh, that that one's a that one's a banger. Like we talked about before, how. We wanted the artists, like because you know the the creators of this of this uh, series have such a camaraderie between them, and they have such a good like organic uh, like relationship where they allow you know the 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 the, the, the other creatives to flourish and develop their own ideas. And you know, Kaz always said we always think about how you know would wouldn't this be cool or wouldn't this look awesome? And that's how they sometimes do things. And I feel like the artists really, uh, I feel like Danilo on this one really took a lot of liberties with the tight the title placement and I, I love it because it really looks fantastic it's unique yeah. There, yeah there really aren't any there isn't any other cover that's kind of similar to this one at all like it's this yeah. one's like at least cover a you know you've talked about the white gra- white backgrounds before but this one is very unique to yeah it reminds style. me of like you know mcfarland the hulk covers he did where you know like spider-man's like being punched into the title and the title's like breaking yeah. and crumbling yeah, yeah, yeah. or like you know the hulk is like pulling the two aside the two title uh you know words aside and they're just like falling down those are like classic covers and i kind of feel like in the same vein these are going to be classic covers for radiant black because like obviously you got this amazing blue background but it's also like it's also like i gotta give credit the title placement is beautiful like it really adds to the the cover and everything that's happening yeah exactly and like we shouldn't even bother doing a tier list of all these covers because you're just gonna watch us put them all in like s and a tier basically it's not getting lower than that Oh yeah, no, there's no point. Like every cover is fantastic, and I I bought them all anyway. Gotta catch them all. So <laughs> I yeah. missed one this week. I was pissed, but I will I will get it. <laughs> I will track it down. I'm like Liam Neeson from Taken right now. Like I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, that 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 is how it is. So you know, moving forward, it's been a big month for Radiant Black. Like we're l- looking at the gap from uh, the release of Radiant Black number six to the release of Radiant Black number seven. A lot has happened, and amongst those is the launch of Kyle Higgins Creative Collective, the Black Market Narrative. I mean, first of all, I just want to say congratulations to Kyle Higgins. I know I read in his newsletter uh, where he talked about you know how long they've been working on this. It's been like longer than ten years that they've been working on this. This is something he's put a lot of his uh you know, his his time and, and effort and blood, sweat and tears into. And I'm just happy for him to see this come to fruition. So congratulations, Sam and his uh, peers. And I wish them, you know, the, the best of successes in the future. Yeah. And with that came that awesome contest, the giveaway with the launch of the uh, Twitter account and the unveiling and stuff like that. And it was awesome. We really didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast. But I mean, they did the giveaway with that amazing helmet. That's really sweet. And uh, they had the poster, the, the one that uh, is, you know, very few people have except like Bash <laughs> got it from <laughs> and the but, uh, trade paperback. Yeah. So follow Black Mar- Market Narrative on Twitter. It's uh, at Black Market Nair, like N-A-R. Uh, yeah, just follow them because not only are they doing a whole bunch of awesome giveaways, they just had three amazing giveaways, which we're going to talk about in a second. Matt just brought it up. And 
they're going to have they said that gonna, there's going to be more giveaways right around the corner so you're, those of you who are big fans of radiant black for those of you who are just big fans of kyle higgins in general or for those of you who are fans of comic books and you know this is almost like an imprint i think but i guess we can consider it more than that because there's a lot going on but yeah they even have their own website also designed by the amazing Michael Basu at uh, blackmarket.la. So check out the website, check out, there's a lot of cool links to, you know, the different projects they have going on, like Inferno Girl Red, Ordinary Gods, and uh, Radiant Black, to name a few. Yeah, for those of you who are, you know, fans of Kyle Higgins, this is like a no-brainer. Check it out, participate, be part of the giveaways. For the giveaways that were recently announced, all you had to do was follow the account and then retweet that tweet. And my God, the giveaway had some amazing prizes. I think, uh, the number one prize was a like a radiant black helmet that's gonna have LED lights and whatnot. That it was just amazing. It, Who could expect a, that after like yeah. eight months of the book being a, like a thing, like in that's in insane. the wild or seven months? Like that's amazing. And I believe they said they're um, they're gonna like make them for uh, purchase too in the future, right? Oh yeah, so, it was heavily yeah, teased. Yeah. Like it's happening. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're going to be posted for, for a purchase in the future. So, yeah, for those of you who are looking forward to getting your Sente on, <laughs> you know, come on. he's got he's to gotta wait a few and it's going to be there. So, yeah. And then there were some sec- there were also two other prizes. How about, you know, Matt, you tell us what the other prize was and I, you can tell us what the other one was. Well, there was the um, the signed poster by uh, Basudel and uh, Higgins, right? They both signed it, and it was the one that they were using in stores a lot too. Like, I don't it, think yeah, it was signed it. by Marcelo Costa and uh, Kyle, and, and it was going to be signed in like fluorescent light markers or something. So it was extra special. That was it. That was it. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool. Like, uh, it's never been a better time to uh, get a black light. More on that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, the prize was the. Uh... A selection of comic books, I think number ones from Kyle's collection, right? They were signed too. Yeah, a few exclusive variants from his yeah. own personal comps that he was gonna sign and give out. So that, like, honestly, you can't go wrong. Any any one of those prizes that you're winning, you're gonna go home a happy, like, you know, a happy Absolutely. person. So yeah, like, but you know, participate, get be part of the uh, Radiant Black uh, Black Market narrative. That be part of Kyle's newsletters and. He's been honestly really active on the uh, the subst- on the the newsletters recently, which is on Substack, but it's free. He he already said that he's not gonna be joining Substack soon, but you never know. But yeah, so if you wanna you know hear all the news on Kyle Higgins and his latest work, join the uh, re- make sure you're following the Radiant Black newsletter. Make sure you're following Black Market Narrative. Don't miss out on some of the awesome stuff. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Ricky Z of the Weekly Polls who won that second prize there. That's super cool. Who yeah. won the, uh, all yeah. the number ones there of the Black Market Narrative books. That's really sweet. I mean, everyone who knows Ricky knows he's a great guy. He's a super nice guy, amazing member of the comic book community. And if you ask me, it uh, couldn't have happened to a nicer person. So congrats, Ricky. I'm pretty sure they're going to be talking about that on the Weekly Polls podcast. So check that out. Great, uh, great folks. Every, I think you know, Derek's more excited than he is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, Derek's <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, check that out. You know, like we, we were big fans of their podcast. Anyway, after the uh, uh, the giveaways were announced, you know, there was a lot of chatter regarding, uh, you know, prior to the announcement of the black market narrative and the giveaways, they had released some images of what people assumed were either a figure, a PVC, a statue. Those were the general assumptions at the time, although there were very few who thought it was it was artwork. And it turns out that it was a digital art uh, that is going to be, you know, they haven't announced in what capacity it's going to be, uh, whether it's a giveaway or it's going to be purchased. But you never know, probably maybe both. Anyway. 
There is a 3D artwork of Radiant Black from Carlos Detali. And if you haven't heard about that, check out Black Market Narrative on Twitter or check out, you know, Higgins newsletter. It's been mentioned on both of those places. Uh, it's pretty sweet. What did you guys think about that? I thought it looked awesome. Like, I don't, you don't you don't know what you're going to get. Like, we thought it was an action figure, but it even it could be like the basis for one. But it, it's something different. Who I, don't, I have no idea what they're doing. There's so many. Um, there's so many pans on the uh, I don't know that's uh, irons in the fire that's the that's the analogy I'm looking for but there's so much going on in this just the first year of Radiant Black when it's like I feel like now the series is starting to explode like uh, the first and second issues have gone into like third and I think maybe fourth printings I'm not entirely sure on that but who knows the the stuff they're making I don't know what the art's going to end up being but I'm excited for whatever it turns out to be no yeah I mean like you said it's 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 been all hits no misses so far like every every single thing they've done from from each cover to the giveaways to the digital artwork like every little thing makes me want a little bit more i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna lie personally i was hoping it was an action figure but i I mean yeah where where are we all where are we all (laughs) especially after that little teaser in uh was it seven yeah right Uh, yeah Yeah. more on that later yeah and then uh yeah we, we 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 were all hoping he was going to be an action figure because they're playing with our expectations like an action figure right now. <laughs> like they know what. They're oh doing. yeah, and, yeah, and you know, I'm we're fans. I mean, we're nerds, so we're fans of co- action figures and comic books. Of course, we want an action figure. I mean, a little radiant black for me to, uh, you know, just play around with. Of course, I wanted that, but I, I'm honestly blown away by the quality of the digital artwork, and I'm I think I'm definitely going to be grabbing oh, it's one. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah, w- once the time comes, so. Yeah, I guess not the worst. And uh, moving forward, we also wanted to mention Last Flight Out. Last Flight Out is a comic book by Mark Guggenheim and uh, Eduardo Farigato. And, you know, Eduardo Farigato illustrated some issues of Radiant Black already. So if you're a fan of his work and always, you know, a fan of indie comics in general, check out Last Flight Out. I think FOC has already passed, but you sh- it's a number one, so you should, it's still a number one, so you should be able to find copies, no problem. I know I'm going to be picking up a copy of Last Flight Out, and I'm really excited. There's been a lot of good buzz around it on social media, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's, lo- it's looking pretty hype. And uh, yeah, it's, is that, uh, oh, we still have to talk about the panel as well, right? Oh, yeah. So, wait, the panel, yeah, so before, yeah yeah let's talk about the sdc panel we're not going to get too much into it because no. a lot of a lot of the news is a little bit outdated by now but there was a san diego comic-con radiant black panel where kyle higgins michael basudel eduardo Ferragato, marcelo costa and strawberry 17 which is a uh, megan camarena were all uh, gathered and talking about radiant black it was a really enjoyable uh uh what do you call it panel i highly recommend checking it out if you haven't it's on youtube uh, what did you think, uh, Matt? It was cool. That's where we got the name reveals for Radiant Yellow and Radiant Pink. We got those names confirmed. And, you know, Basudel uh, got to troll a little bit with, uh, you know, in his ways. They kind of got to tease some stuff. And they did have a bit of reveal. They revealed those um, the covers for those issues that, uh, you know, they revealed that Seven was actually a, a wraparound, which, you know, we, we obviously found when we purchased it and stuff like that. So that was nice. And then there was, uh, what was the other cover? Do you know that they revealed there was uh, the other yeah, Radiant so- in the background? Yeah, there was the Radiant Black number seven, 125 Trevor McCarthy variant, which when they showed it to us initially, it was just, you know, the image just showed Radiant Black himself posing, you know, as if he were about to take off from the ground. And then 
you know, they lied to us. And I love it because Ferragato <laughs> called them bastards on the panel. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's like, you bastards. And, the, and Michael's right, we are. I'm just like, oh, God. But, yeah, that was a lovely moment. So that's worth watching the panel alone. But, uh, yeah, the bastards said that there's going to be a uh, – there's or there were three radiants behind uh, Radiant Black, and that's Radiant Yellow, Radiant Pink, and Radiant Red. So, yeah, we they showed us the full cover, and it's beautiful. And I honestly – I wasn't like – when I first saw the cover, I was like, this is awesome. But when I saw it in person, when I saw that cover in front of my eyes, I, I was so much more like infatuated with the cover. It's such a beautiful uh, variant, and I highly recommend grabbing it. I, I've seen that already on the Radiant Black Discord. We've had so many people posting their their finds this week, their Radiant Black trade paperback finds, their Radiant Black uh, 125 Picarthys. There were a lot of Radiant Black 125s posted, so... Uh, props to everyone on the Discord who managed to grab one. That's awesome. Yeah, some other cool stuff from the panel. I mean, we can we confirmed that Satomi's 28 years old. I didn't I wasn't sure about that from the last issue, so we have a confirmation on you know her age, which was cool. And uh, Kyle also mentioned that the Radiants all have enhanced strength and defensive capabilities that their suit allows for, and that they can all have a, like a unique kind of energy blast on top of their unique powers. Yeah, and on top of that, he mentioned I think the most important thing, which is that all their powers are tied to black hole stuff. Both him and Michael said that. They said that each of their powers are tied to components of things that a black hole can do. So with that in mind, what do you guys think, you know, we can expect from Radiant Yellow? Because we've already seen, you know, we're not going to dive into the analysis of issue seven right now. So don't do that. But we've, you know, we've read issue seven and we've seen those few panels where he's shooting light beams. Well, what else do you think he can do? Because I also remember Higgins during the panel saying that his uh, powers are the most complicated of all of them. Yeah. You know how like black holes can, or they literally bend light. Maybe yeah, his, that's what I was thinking. something yeah, like, like that. Like yeah. he can manipulate or bend light, and light is energy at the end of the day. So. Maybe create illusions. Maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. yeah. I was that's what I was thinking too. I was like, yeah, black holes can bend light. And black holes can also like when the event horizon in a black hole basically swallows light because mm-hmm. not even light's fast enough to escape. So maybe he can also like. I don't know, swallow light somewhere. Here we go. Like you, you ready for this? You ready? Yep. Okay. Yep. He said he said that green was originally what it was, yellow was going to be, but they said yep. it would be too much like Green Lantern, right? So yep. probably light projection, stuff like that, Ooh, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he was like, you know, it was too. They were, they tried, they, you know, they had some back and forth, him and Michael and Marcelo, where they were trying to test out the green, but it, it, they said that it was too easily be mistakable for a Green Lantern. It didn't like very much feel like its own thing, whereas the yellow was much more. Yeah, the yellow was better. And they said, you know, Michael said that, that this was so long ago that for, as far as he's concerned, it's always been yellow. So, yeah. Um, Energy constructs. Of course. And, and I don't know. I know I know Matt has. I know he has, obviously. But uh, I've recently been delving into the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers run that <laughs> Kyle Higgins did. I've, I've had to. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Power Rangers, I'll, I'll admit. But uh, I'm really enjoying reading Kyle Higgins run. It's really, really good. Like really good. Like I say this as someone who the extent of his knowledge regarding uh, Power Rangers is literally me just watching the show as a kid, like a little bit. And I don't even really remember much, but I remember enjoying it. So I've really been enjoying the run. And I wonder if there's any parallels between the dynamics of the Green Ranger, Tommy and Mighty Morphin and uh, Radiant Yellow, because, you know, Tommy, like, I'm only I'm only like five or six issues in, but, you know, he, he's had some issues and, like, Rita Repulsa is, like, all on his head and shit. So I wonder if Radiant Yellow might be, you know, one of the ones that 
you know, might, might cause some conflict within the team or whatnot. Because right now, the money is on Satomi, right? Because of the yeah. the rift that exists between her and uh, and Radiant Black. But uh, I wonder if something could happen to uh, Rainy Yellow, you know? That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, also, I think, like, maybe he can make shields. Like, we don't really have one whose, like, powers are defensive. I mean, Red's powers can be used defensively, but uh, obviously, you know, they, they can be either or. They can be aggressive or defensive, but... I don't know. I feel like, it, and they could all kind of be used defensively in a way, uh, like uh, the portals for disappearing with pink and like gravity. But like maybe like make like a full on shield. Like I feel like there's got to be something like that. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. So yeah, no, the the panel was good. We learned a lot, and uh, it's always nice to see those guys tease stuff. I watched it after. Uh, I actually watched it after I read Seven, so we kind of, you know, it was a different perspective, but it was a super enjoyable panel, and I can't wait until, you know, we're back to doing cons in person and we can see them get the uh, the full-on Comic-Con treatment for such an awesome series. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting my book signed by Higgins. And speaking of that, today Higgins released the 11th newsletter, uh, like the, the 11th, you know, post of the newsletter for the for his newsletter, the Black Market News. And uh, I don't know if you guys have read it, but there's some awesome news. But he said, you know, happy almost weekend, any epic adventure plans. And then he got into the uh, fact that, you know, for those of you who've read Radiant Black 7, and if you haven't read Radiant Black 7, I think you should stop listening at, at this point because it's going to get really spoilery. We always cover spoilers in this issue. We're always up or in, these, in this podcast. We're always up to date on everything. So... You know, warning, fair warning out there right now. If you haven't read the issue, time to pause, listen later. But uh, yeah, right. So he shows some panels. Uh, basically, he says that for those of you who've read Radiant Black 7, I think you've noticed that things are starting to get cosmic. And, you know, shout out to us. Shout out to a lot of members of the Radiant Black podcast. But we, we, we anticipated this even this soon. We were considering, you know, what are the odds of them getting portaled out or what are what are the odds of them going to space in this issue, right? Especially with the cover B of uh, number seven and, and number eight, like especially number eight where Radiant Black, you know, that, that amazing cover, he's sitting on a satellite or something in space. So I'm like, what if they're actually like going to do it this early on? And they did it. Yeah, even earlier than we thought they would. Yeah, so we on the newsletter, we get some pre- uh, preview pictures of issue eight and we see Glitch Guy. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. Check out the preview pages of issue number eight, if you've read number seven. Super cool stuff. And then after, uh, we see that, that he says that that's Marcelo and Natalia and Becca for you, bringing the goods. So, um, like I said earlier, very excited to see more, Natalia of col- and more of Natalia's colors. I think they're so good. And uh, another big moment this week, and a lot to talk about on this front, is the release of the Radiant Black Trade paperback. Did you guys get one? Uh, I'm going to grab mine uh, next time I head into the shop, but I it looks sweet and it's got some bells and some whistles uh, that you showed me. Uh, Ali, did you get yours? No, I tried to get it online, but I was a little too late. It went out of stock. Yeah, he tried. So there were two options, special options for those of you in America and in the UK or England, I believe. There was an option of OK Comics where they were selling the uh, trade paperbacks with like a custom plate or something so that was really cool mm. and then there was the golden apple comics promo that kyle talked about where they came with like a custom inscription or something and they were all for the same price the normal price they didn't yeah. cost anything more so if you live yeah. in the area it's a steal for sure oh yeah I, I know there were a lot of people who were going to la to get their uh, 
trade paperbacks and they're they're going to go get their trade paperbacks signed by Kyle Higgins because I don't know if he, if it's already happened or not but I heard that he was doing a signing there soon so I'm pretty jealous of for all of you who are able to do that enjoy that I think that's going to be wonderful but uh yeah like what a trade paperback all those deals it's a beautiful trade paperback it's like 184 pages or something like that's pretty big and um beautiful cover and there's some surprises in there like if you look inside on the very back there's a like a radiant language translator so that's my favorite yeah. part honestly i get it just for that yeah yeah, yeah mara's at a business uh you did great Mara. <laughs> uh, translating for us has been fantastic but uh now we can do it ourselves which is pretty sweet uh, so thankful for that and uh you know image there's no better comic publisher for getting your first volume of a comic book series the price is always they're like 10 bucks usually us which is i mean you can't beat that yeah, for six issues as well. And another surprise featured in the trade paperback, which I highly recommend checking out at a comic book. Like if you you know, even if you don't buy one, just check out the back if you're a fan and you have the single issue, it's pretty cool. But in the back they have a gallery of all the covers for Radiant Black so far, like you know, Ooh. prior to the time it released the book. And even this includes the a lot of the exclusive variants. That's awesome. Yeah. You don't expect the variants too, usually just the, the cover A's, but no, that's uh, above and beyond. Yeah, so a lot to look forward to in terms of the trade paperback. Great deal, good you know value for money. Highly recommend checking that out, folks. And you know we're that's good for us because that means that this is a good opportunity for a lot of new readers to uh, get into the Radiant Black series at a very good price. So for those of you online who are looking to get into it, this is your time. Yeah, you can get completely caught up on the series for like 16 bucks, basically, plus tax. So you can't beat that. And uh, no, it's a perfect time for people to uh, jump on the Radiant Black train because uh, it is just, uh, it's going. And it, totally it doesn't, sh- yeah, yeah, it's not stopping. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Ali recently was telling me about how he was on the hunt and he was so happy to find oh the God, Radiant yeah. Black cover A because they've been hard to find, eh? Yeah, I actually found it on Free Comic Book Day. I was going from uh, store to store, and I was just, you know, getting the free comics for the day or whatever. But also, I was looking for for specifically, like, cover A, because I think that one is super unique and it's so colorful. And I just, like, from the moment I've seen it, I've I've really wanted that one. But thankfully, on on my last store of the day, I found it. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, you know there's a lot going on in the world of Radiant Black. When we're half an hour in, we haven't even really touched on this issue yet. So, <laughs> uh, And this is my favorite part, and this is the last point that we're going to talk about before we bring up the, you know, the issue 7 analysis. But today, Radiant Black number 10 covers were announced, and they were shown in the Image uh, November solicitations, where they weren't announced that yeah. they were shown. Three amazing covers, but there's big news. We have an amazing cover A by uh, an amazing cover A by Eleonora Carlini, beautiful cover, and then we've got a gorgeous. And I'm gonna be picking up all of these because I can't honestly decide between which one yeah. I like best. But oh, oh my God, that's who did the ratio. Of course it is. And we've got a gorgeous cover B by Igor Monti, and another surprise with him very soon. And we got an amazing. Cover C, 125 by Declan Shalvey. So I'm going to be picking up all those variants. But one thing that I think everyone's super excited to hear about that, uh, you know, we just found out about today, and I can't wait to break the news, is that there is going to be a Radiant Blacklight, Radiant Black Blacklight issue. Issue number 10 is going to have a special 
uh, edition issue where it's going to be what is it it's going to be full fluorescent so um yeah it's gonna have it's gonna be printed with blacklight reactive fluorescent inks exclusively recolored by igor monty and it's never going to be reprinted again uh, according to uh to kyle higgins on his newsletter so for those of you it's going to be 9.99 us you know obviously you pre-order with the fsc you get the foc discount so for those of you who you know you're lo- you love rain and black or for those of you who just want to read this and experience it in a whole new light <laughs> literally pun intended but uh, <laughs> uh you know i highly recommend getting in on this because it's not going to be reprinted right like yeah it's 10 bucks that's a bit steep but this, when have we ever seen something done like this? I know I know during the 90s there were a lot of gimmicks, but I don't think we've ever seen something cool like this. So I know I'll be picking up two or three copies. I'm super excited for this. This was literally like this was the kind of thing where once I heard the news, I was just like, I can't wait to get on the uh, the chat today. We're recording the podcast and talk about this blacklight issue because, my God, like I heard in the solicits or I think was it during the SDCC panel where they, the, Michael and, and Kyle said that they're going to be going inside a black hole. And I think this is the issue where they're going to be doing it. At least that makes the most sense. So how do y'all feel about this? I mean, it looks like, like with the black light on this, this is definitely in contention for the coolest radiant black cover. Because actually seeing it with the black light on it is actually going to be like friggin' amazing. And I think what's going to be inside the pages is going to be even, you know, it's going to match the awesomeness. You know, I oh, think yeah. it makes sense. It's it's like the whole trippy vibe, even all three covers, at least like the the ratio one is the most like normal looking one. But even then he's still in space and it looks like he's coming out of a of a black hole. And I was thinking too if if uh, number nine is like goodbye for Nathan or whatever, it would make sense to like for Marshall to like really give himself to the whole radiant I guess community. I don't know. Yeah, existence. Like he's really yeah, gonna be, yeah. you know, exploring that. And I can't wait. I mean, that splash page is still like the coolest, I think, in the series. So I can't imagine what it's gonna be like to see. I mean, I don't know if that's in a black hole or not, but it's gotta be a similar aesthetic. And either way, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just love it. Like we've been talking about how, you know, every issue or every few months they've been taking new risks, doing, you know, new things. And I one of the things I said before, and uh, I think you've you've said before yourself too, is that we love this series because Higgins said that they were going to be taking a lot of risks with this creator-owned series, and he wasn't kidding. And you know, a lot of a lot of creators sometimes they say that, but they don't fully embrace it. But in this case, no, like very much we have Kyle Higgins fully embracing like like a lot of like the fact that this is a creator-owned comic, the fact that they have the opportunity to do something different here, and they are they're doing so many things. With this I comic mean, book they killed the main character like what two issues in three issues in that's like pretty four, risky four if you ask in, me. yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i mean no, it's a big risk yeah. we, we've been i mean they've been engaging with you know power rangers fans and mm-hmm. you know fans of con powers and now drug users can rejoice with this blacklight no i'm just kidding <laughs> but i mean like who doesn't have a blacklight so this this is really sweet and i mean they're making the blacklight to go with it too like come on that, that's awesome yeah, and speaking of giveaways, we have some giveaways of our own that we're doing, and you know they're not gonna be as great as the uh, the, the black market narrative giveaways, but we have some good news. First of all, I finally got in touch with Kyle Higgins and asked him if he wanted to be part of the podcast, and he said yes uh, with a condition. So this is a conditional yes. Uh, the condition was that uh, once they hit 1.5k followers on Twitter, Kyle Higgins is going to. Uh, make an appearance on the podcast and he said he's going to answer he might just answer any question that we have but then he made a little 
you know, he put a little insert after that and said, but some of the answers might be redacted. So, <laughs> of course, they might be. If you guys, if the listeners have a question that you want to ask the Kyle Higgins on the podcast, uh, submit them and uh, you never know. We just might uh, ask it. Yeah, we definitely will. So for those of you who are, first of all, for those of you who are interested in getting Higgins, you know, on, on an episode of the Rating Black podcast, like, wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Just follow Black Market Narrative on Twitter, which is at Black Market Nair, N-A-R. Uh, on Twitter, they just have Twitter. I know some of you have been asking me if they have the uh, uh, Instagram. Sadly, I don't think they do yet. But uh, as of right now, more. it's just Twitter. <laughs> yeah, five hundred ninety-six more, and we're, we're in business, folks. Exactly. So it's you know not not too too far away, but it, it's gonna take some time for sure. But we're hoping you know in a month or two months that we'll we'll get there. So yeah, follow Black Market there and. Once they get to a thousand followers, we're going to be doing a giveaway of our own. We're going to be giving away a copy of the uh, of the Radiant Black number five second print Conquest Invincible Conquest homage cover by Marcelo Costa, homaging uh, you know Ryan Otley's art. So we're going to be giving that away. And we Bags and have... board included with free tape on it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, of course. You know how we we're going to give you two bags and board it. That's going to be loose with some like Doritos in there or something. We're going to put it in a cereal box and ship it like that. We might get Radiant Black cereal at some point. No, like Radiant O's sounds pretty good. Radiant to me. O's, oh my god, little black holes, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, black and white. Oh, that would be amazing. With like marshmallow Radiant heads, come on. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that giveaway, and then we have another giveaway where we're giving away the uh, Radiant Black trade paperback. Yep, you heard me, the Radiant Black trade paperback. We're going to give away the first uh, a copy of the trade paperback, collecting the first six issues and all the goodness that we mentioned earlier. All you have to do to be a part of this giveaway is follow us on either Instagram and slash or Twitter at Radiant Black Pod on Twitter and, and at Radiant Black Podcast on Instagram. If you follow us, uh, all you have to do is send us a message, uh, inbox, DM, whatever. What is your favorite radiant? Just say radiant black, radiant yellow, radiant pink, whatever it is. Just send us and you'll be entered into the giveaway. If you follow us on both social media accounts, you get two entries. And uh, once we hit 250 followers on Twitter, we're going to be giving it, uh, oh, I think we're like 60 followers away, so it's not too, too bad. Uh, we're going to be giving away the trade paperback. And then we also have more giveaways for later, but that's for later. Some really cool stuff. So Yeah, so the takeaway from the giveaway is uh, follow us on our <laughs> socials and uh, message with your favorite Radiant, and good stuff might be coming your way. Yeah, exactly. Good cosmic stuff. There's a lot of awesome things to look forward to in terms of Radiant Black. So let's just finally dive into Radiant Black issue 7. Yeah, and this is a hell of an issue. Let's get right into it. Like a portal, uh, let's dive right in. Yep. yep. All right, so we start Radiant there we go. We start Radiant Black 7, and obviously, as Matt brought up earlier, we get this gorgeous Radiant Black number 7 cover A done by Danielle DiNiculo, artist of Seven Secrets, fantastic artist, highly recommend you check out his work. It's highly like reading an anime. It. It's his oh, art. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, it, it's beautiful, and it, 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 I feel like it would translate so well onto the to the small screen, because it, it's it, it's like, like you said, it's anime. And There's something that's called a manga, but like it feels like it's in motion, the art's so fluid. Oh, yeah, and um you know seven secrets i feel like doesn't get the love it deserves i i've i've been i've been following seven secrets for quite some time i've been buying seven secrets since issue number one like prior to issue number one's release i have all the printings i have pretty much all the ratios and i love that series i highly recommend checking it out if you're a fan of tom taylor if you're a fan of action or just like anime in general you're probably gonna like it it's really good it's one of the really good indies out there it's an ongoing 
And yeah, you just get to see more of Danielle DiNicolo's amazing artwork. So if you haven't checked out Seven Secrets, you know, we always give love and respect to other comics here, uh, whether it's, they're indie or big two, and that's one yeah, of them. Yeah, it's tailor-made for people that like, you know, adventures <laughs> and like secrets and wonder and stuff like that. I mean, obviously secrets. The secrets are really cool. I mean, we, you know, people are still trying to figure out what those are, and God, it's amazing. And it's got some really awesome characters, and it's really unique and diverse, and it's a fun story. So definitely check it out if you get the chance. Oh, yeah. I still see a lot of shops with, like, number ones around and stuff like that. So it's not horrible in terms of trying to find Seven Secrets issues. It's, you know, they're still out there. So go go look for them. Yeah. Check it out. You won't regret it. And, uh, yeah, so we see we talked about this cover earlier, the way the bastards lied to us. And uh, <laughs> we're just kidding. They're not really bastards. They're awesome. But, uh, you know, it was just so funny seeing Fregato just, like, proclaim it there. But anyway, um. Yeah, we're getting another issue with uh, Higgins and Costa, the, the the dynamic duo doing the art and uh, writing. And then we get uh, Natalia back on colors. And everyone else is, you know, the same. Becca Carey on letters. Michael's editing. Uh, you know, you can see the the cover has the rest of the Radiant team. That looks beautiful. Anyway, dive right in. And as we can see, unlike issue number six, where we took a derail and focused more on Satomi, issue number seven just dives literally right into it. We start and we're right where issue number five ended. We are face-to-face with the Radiance and the, the Glitch guy. Yeah, we'll just call him, we just call him Glitch. We don't know his official name yet. Uh, could be Nathan for all we know. It might not be, but uh, yeah, it's it's Glitch, and he means business. Uh, he is not uh, mincing any words. He takes he has his bean katanas, and he's ready for a little uh, a little tussle here. Yeah, and I gotta say, like, this is the kind of issue where you could really see the, uh, the like, the coloring, like, how important the coloring is and how amazing it is. Like, look at, look at the, like, the second page of this comic book, and it's a huge splash page where Glitch is just charging at the Radiant team with his swords. And those pink energy beams are just beautiful. Like, the whole background, it's so kinetic and i i love this issue i love the action and it really you know people have been talking about how ready black's been a little bit slow in terms of building the universe and it's you know there hasn't been enough action but the last three issues have been super like full of action you know what i mean yeah it's been pedal to the metal for sure especially this one we really saw like an all-out fight twice but we'll i guess we'll get to the second one on a world tour yeah. world tour we yeah. went to space for a second there like this Tokyo. was th- th- yeah this was the most action-packed and the most stuff i think happened in this issue or at least like different venues and and just like different locales and everything this was a hell of a packed issue and it's the little things you know you look at this page and there's almost like a minor distortion where you kind of see uh, i don't know if like i'm sure you guys notice the distortion where the colors kind of blur and there's like a blur near their faces and it adds it adds so much to the effect of the comic book itself. You really feel the action. It's almost like a movie playing. It's so well done. So I give a lot of props and respect to the uh, our creative team for that. Like we, I really personally noticed these things, and it really adds to my enjoyment of the uh, of the comic book. And it's akin to like when you're reading uh, Invincible, for example. And Ryan Audley's artwork is so amazing and so detailed that when he does the blood, you know, you really you get a sense for Audley's like. Uh, artwork and the the visceral, the visceral nature of yeah, his art. Yeah. yeah and then how how it's like it's super bloody but super clean like i don't know how to explain it it's just so sharp 
And uh, yeah, this kind of reminds me of that in the sense, but in a cosmic sense where that distortion really adds effect to the whole fight and really makes it seem like this is a, a battle with cosmic beings. So you can yeah. you can feel the energy and like the weight of each each like beam he, he throws, each punch he throws, each slice with the katana. Oh, so, yeah. So uh, my theory earlier about uh, Yellow's powers, uh, on the page after the big splash page, like, Glitch has a few of the powers that these guys have. Like, we saw him use, like, Red's thing. Like, so he does make a shield. At, like, like I don't know if, if Yellow could do this. I assume he would have done it, though, earlier on. So maybe he can't. But also you see that he has, like, those little uh, hexagon kind of, like, fading in things. So maybe that could just be, like, light refracting differently off the particles. So that could be something Yellow could do. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he, he seems to have little almost like mimics of their powers but not like all the way because like not like fully yeah yeah a little bit here and there he can teleport he can't fly but he can uh he can you know he he does have like his hands do glow all purple and weird like there's a you know we'll talk about that later but yeah he's got capabilities (laughs) unintended yeah Yeah. well speaking of yellow i i actually didn't notice this until like a few moments ago yellow's the only one without eyes yeah, Other oh, than yeah. glitch. He has the device. Yeah. And he mentions it too. Yeah. He's kind of jealous that the other guys have eyes. Yeah. 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 So we see this awesome page with just glitch charging at all the radiance, you know, showing what he's made of, showing or what they're made of, showing, you know, his powers and just teleporting almost like minor teleportation. We got like he can he conjures a shield around him, all these hexagonal shapes. He's got two katanas that are glowing, a gun you know helmet he, he also has a visor and for the first time we see raining yellow spring into action here you see some light conjure around his arms and he shoots little light beams at um at glitch but we see glitch pull out like these they almost look like kind spheres. of yeah the these, T-spheres. Like, yeah they look like those plasma grenades from halo you know they just like oh, zap yeah. he just used a bubble shield why not rip the the plasma grenades out <laughs> yeah and then you see like radiant red charge you know trying to sneak up on glitch from behind her hand you know you see her hand you know turn into like the red absorption glow effect but she misses him because he anticipates the attack and dodges her and then you see his hands glowing purple so maybe he does have like iteration of their powers yeah either way it's clobbering time (laughs) yeah so they're they're fighting it's intense and uh beautiful artwork from Marcelo Costa. We always talk about how he does, you know, he does dynamic, amazing. There's the, his panels are always so much full of so much energy, literally and figuratively. And, uh, you know, there's, there's just, it's just amazing. So we're seeing them fighting, reading blood. We can clearly get the sense that this team, you know, they don't know each other. They're all overwhelmed. They're not acting like uh, as one. They're not, there's no cohesion between them. Clearly they're all just a bunch of people who just met and, you know, Glitch is taking advantage of this. And we get this panel where I was genuinely like worried for, for Marshall on this. I was like, are we going to fucking lose Marshall? And then Eva just saves his ass through a portal at the last second. Yeah, at first I thought he was using gravity to stop the sword coming down in his head. That's what I first thought before I noticed the whole, you know, the the pink energy portal there. Yeah, and so he falls through the portal, lands on his ass, gets, you know, bumped into by another vehicle, and then they get one of the most beautiful pages in this issue. They're just in the middle of Tokyo, skyscrapers all around them, people all around them, and, you know, Marshall's freaking out. He's like, what the hell? We're in Tokyo? How the hell did we get here? 
And uh, of course, we get the infamous puke panel next. <laughs> yeah, puke. and of course, we get confirmation that Ordinary Gods is big in Japan as well. We get to see them on the billboard, which is really sweet. You know, nice little shout out. And I do have to say that is probably my favorite speech bubble, like at least like top five when uh, Marshall getting hit by the car and she's like, mm, "God damn it!" Like it gets his like. But oh, yeah. I love, like, Reddy Yellow's response to Radiant Black, but he's like, that's a gross way to figure out we can do that. And then it gets all grim, and he's like, yeah, a buddy of mine turned me on to it, and I'm just like, oh, god damn it. Like, we knew Nathan, Nathan was going to be brought up some way. And, yeah, uh, yeah you get the callback. You get the eyes that we've always talked about, how the eyes, like, show so much emotion. You could see at that moment Marshall's distressed because he's bringing up his, you know, his injured mm-hmm. friend again. And, and that's where we see that the team starts to get to know each other a little bit more and you know yellow's asking him is that the friend who's in the coma the one that you took the radiant from and this is the first time where you know marshall's explaining his situation saying you know the, the radiant left him and there was this robot and he welcomed you to existence and he said yeah so you know before we had questions about whether the other radiants can see the robot or see their own version of the robot and i guess you know, by he is like, oh, he welcomes you to existence. Basically, like he knew, like he went through it himself. So does that mean that all of these radiants share the same, or have seen the same mecha beings? Oh, Wendell, Wendell, yeah, sorry. So Wendell, yeah. So Wendell said that, uh, you know, he welcomed you to existence. So clearly he also knew, like it's as if that he's gone through that himself. So does that mean that, you know, Wendell himself has also seen the mecha and he's also been to existence and they're all synchronized to existence in their own way? Yeah, presumably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we don't really have solid confirmation it's the same robot. It could have been different robots that gave them different True. powers. But True. they're definitely connected some way. True. I'm hoping we get to see that story uh, further down the line as well, how yeah. uh, Yellow and Pink met. I'm sure we will see that eventually, maybe in like uh, for like the 12th issue where like, you know, I don't think we're going to have to oh, wait as long I, as I thought like they meant over bonding over foreign films. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, where she picked films, too, of all the lies to Marshall, like the uh, movie connoisseur of. Yeah. Of yeah, no, that's a very good point. But yeah, so in the next panel, we see that there's still a lot of tension between the Radiant team, because although Wendell and Marshall are getting to know each other, you know, he turns, he's like, all thanks to a resident red asshole here. And uh, and then he like he throws some of that wrath towards Pink, where he's like, also, Pink, you know, hey, thanks for the save. Your generation really does like living on the edge, huh? Nice and serrated. Basically, that's the adult way of calling Pink an mm-hmm. edgelord. Or a millennial, too. Just called her an edgelord. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like an edgelord millennial. That's exactly yeah. what he just did. Peacemaker so, uh, over here, friggin' hobbyist, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's like, you had that portal shit up your sleeve the whole time, and you finally decided to roll up and grace us with your talent. And then she's like, you know what, like, I can talk for myself, it drains me. And then Marshall's all confused and just being a, a colossal <laughs> fuck-up at this point. He's like, talking for yourself drains you? And this is this is where I actually really started to like Ava because we get to see some of her sass and she just doesn't fuck around. She's just like gonna call you out on your shit. She kind of reminds me of the the sister of the, the the kid from Strange Adventures who just was like all with the, all up on everyone's shit in season two or three. It was so, but she's just like, oh my oh, god. Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. my god, are you actually an idiot? I hope because otherwise we should get you to a hospital like ten minutes ago. Oh yeah. And this is just like, hey, fuck you. And she's like, portals, teleporting, it's draining. Man, I jumped us from Sydney to Chicago and then Tokyo two minutes later. Come on, that's fucking insane. So that is insane. Like you think, and I'm glad that we we get an answer here because we start to get an idea of not only what their powers are, but what their limits are here too. And we see that you know, Rain Pick can't just like throw all these portals open willy nilly. 
Yeah, they're still learning. Like later on, they mentioned leveling up. It's like playing a D&D campaign like the first time around. It's going to be slow, but eventually you're going to get some cool spells, not just cantrips. But I really enjoy uh, that element of like it, it's like it's a cool universe with awesome characters, but also just wondering where their powers can go is a, a really fun, uh, fun, uh, you know, mental exercise. Yeah, like yeah. maybe later on she can pour bigger totally. stuff, cities, planets. Or what if you mix the gravity with that? Could you make like a gravity well and like pull them into something and just drop them in the black hole with radiant black and radiant pink's powers? I don't know. There'd be radiant splitgate next up in here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but uh, yeah, it's a fascinating thing because we're getting a lot of uh, just finding out a lot of interesting, you know, bits of information in this issue. And it's a really cool way to introduce us to like the team dynamics slowly, you know, how they basically started to work together because we know eventually they're going to you know, start working together in a greater capacity. But uh, yeah, so we see the four of them in the panel and, you know, Satomi's like, are we really going to do this here? And, you know, Marshall's just like not letting this beef go. I mean, I understand, of course, with good reason, but like, you know, given the moment, you'd think that there'd be priorities, but he just starts raging at Satomi, you know, telling you, you have no voice in this. I don't know, man. It's going to take a lot to get her off his shit list. Like a lot. That's his boy. I mean, you know, I'd be, I'd be pissed. I can't blame Marshall, but maybe now's not the time. And he does say, like, we're not done later on, later on after this. He's like, yeah, we're not finished here. Like, this isn't over. Yeah, so we see that Wendell is the most, you know, reasonable from all of them in terms of trying to, you know, figure out their situation. He's trying to determine, you know, what Glitch's next move is. And he says that they should get out of Tokyo because it wouldn't be ideal for them to try to deal with him in a crowd, you know, in front of a crowd full of people. So um, Marshall decides to finally step up and says, let's go. And, you know... Ava's like, I'm still, you know, she's still recharging. Give me a sec. And he's just like, uh, take a break. It's time to try something else. And it's we see that this is the first time that each of the Radiants are stepping up and using their powers, basically, to escape a certain situation. And in this case, uh, Marshall decides to just fly them out of there. So we see that they can't fly. Marshall's the only one that can fly. And he could tether them to his, uh, you know, his gravitational pull and fly them with him. But he lets Red know that their shit ain't done and that that's going to mm. be handled later. And he just flies them out of Tokyo. And then we get one of my favorite moments in the whole comic. And I knew I knew immediately when I read this that this was going to be the favorite moment. A lot of people who read this. And yeah. You get two Japanese dudes just looking up at the sky <laughs> and then they just turn and then it's like, what Sentai is that? I, I, we just know that everybody's <laughs> going to be enjoying that. We know a lot of people who read this are fans of Toku, uh, Tokusatsu. A lot of people who, who read uh, Radiant Black are fans of Oh yeah, Power Rangers and Kamen Rider and everything. So I know people enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, we see them flying over uh, Japan. Uh, they're still talking, getting to know each other. At th- in this at this point, Radiant Yellow is you know describing his encounter with Glitch. He just said he just show up. We didn't know what his name was. Uh, you know, four four. I counted at least four primary attack types. Bust the Glitch out. Makes your molecules feel shifted. Impressive technology. So clearly, this person they're dealing with, Glitch. He also has. And I, maybe he has an idea of what their powers are or exposure to their powers in some capacity because it seems like he understands how to nullify them. It sounds like he has more than like even the sum of their powers too. Because I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but do any of them shift other people's molecules? Maybe red a little bit, but he could be getting powers from killing other radiants too as well. Like, Ooh, I don't know yeah, what's going on idea. there. I think that we might have discussed that. Also, one thing, what it be winter in tokyo and winter back in the u.s i don't know if that's a continuity (laughs) but still either way i mean Uh, that's just like a small minor nitpick and like an amazing series 
but yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the shifting, the shifting thing is new. I don't know if anyone else has that ability. Maybe there's other radiance because what didn't we see green coming out of like the, the color scheme for glitch like earlier on? Yeah, or yeah, and you can still see weird colors coming out of glitch in different panels of this book. So we, there's a lot more to glitch that we don't know about, and I think a lot of that's set up for next issue. But you know, we see in this one that. Uh, you know, Rain Pink makes a good point saying she says we don't know that it's tech. Honestly, the only thing we know for sure is that this dude's hella sat and killing us. And one thing I appreciate is the fact of, you know, when you're using like a, you know, words or speech or vernacular that the youth use, I appreciate like the authenticity of it, you know, hella and like that. Like Ava does sound much younger than a lot of the other. Yeah, she's, the other she's definitely yeah. like Gen Z. And then. Yeah. Um, mm hmm. But also Yellow Wendell, like the oldest. Wendell. yeah, Wendell's Wendell stands oldest. out because he's got to be at least fifteen years yeah. older than everyone else. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that that's where I I, I feel like his demeanor and his presence kind of makes that known. He's much more rational. He's much more calm. He's yeah. much more like thinking about the larger problem at hand and not getting caught in like the bickery team bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Radiant Black asks, so how did you two hook up? Who are you anyway? And this is another lovely moment where Ava's just like, we bonded over foreign films, old movies in general. Honestly, it's a passion. I always say the less color in a film, the better. And then Marshall's like, wait, really? It's like in a moment he was just like, oh, are these like my people? Like, are these like my people? I mean, did I just like, he almost got excited for a second there. He's just no like, idiot. Are, are you guys like one of the customers? Like they come to my shop. Like, yeah. it's like, is this like, you know what I mean? Like. No, the, the, I, we just get the best reaction from Ava. She's just so funny. She's just like, no, idiot. Why the hell would I tell you who I am? I don't know who you are. And then he says, you know, that doesn't stop you from taking your helmet off the second you met me. And then she, this is the first time we realized that maybe not everyone's as comfortable with the powers as maybe Marshall or Nathan was, where she says, these things are weird, okay? I can only take them so, so much helmet head. Helmet head, I love that. That's a perfect way to describe the roundness yeah. of, like, radiance when they're in their costume. Helmet head. But, yeah, and uh, thinking about what it's like to have your head in that, you know, it's, I don't know if it's Tony Stark AI popping up around your face or you know, or what, but, oh, you know, yeah, exactly. It's oh, nice totally. to breathe. Yeah, so, you know, he and then he's like, dare I ask, what the hell's your deal? And we see him turning on Satomi and we see that, you know, things between them are still very tense. She just tells him that she didn't mean to hurt Nathan. And that's all he really needs to know. And I feel like, you know, Satomi, you're not helping, you know, the the, the cause here. You're not really you know, trying to improve things with you here. She's just like, if she gave him a little bit, if she gave a little more of, of a better answer, I feel like it would have maybe, uh, you know, lessened the tension between the two. But, you know, this doesn't really help. I was just going to say, she's not, she's not a bad person, right? Like when we first were introduced uh, to Radiant Red, like we thought they were a villain, right? They were robbing banks. They were beating up uh, Nathan. But like, now that we get to know more of her, she obviously feels bad about it. And like, there has to be some kind of redemption arc for her. And even like we thought it was a he, right? Like there's a lot. Yeah. She covers herself up. She has to, you know, put on this facade to hopefully save her family and just, you know, uh, make up for Owens, uh, you know, you know, just sabotaging their whole livelihood. Yeah. Red is at heart. She's a good person. She should not have, you know, she was too aggressive with the building. I think that's her, uh, you know, greatest sin, robbing a bank. I don't know. I don't really, you know, you shouldn't be robbing banks, folks, but I mean, there's worse crimes. <laughs> Yeah, tier list crimes right now. But yeah, I, I think she just got caught up in like the emotion and like the craziness of it all. You know, she I don't think she expected things to go here after, you know, deciding to impulsively rob a bank. So probably a little bit defensive, just, you know, worried about herself. And I, I can understand that. But and she's uh, still raw with these emotions. She's dealing with potentially being a murderer, whether she wanted to or not. That's, you know, it's, it's she's not teaching right now, but she's not ready for an after school special. She's a little pissed off. You know, it's rough. 
Oh yeah, and and you know we see we get I feel like there's a lot of little things that if you look at this issue you get to see more insights into the characters and you know who they are as people and you see like where he's explaining to her in the reply where he's like ah oh, yeah sorry but that's absolutely not all I need to know like one why rob multiple bikes on multiple nights b how the hell did you find Nathan and then three why did the body do but if you look at one b and three they're all like written in different ways yeah. he's like trying to be as obnoxious as possible do you know what I mean like oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like so, one B and then I I I. Yeah, I, this, I, I, this was yeah, the yeah. shirkiest issue bar none of yeah. the series. Oh yeah, and then I just love I, I I don't know if this is Becca, I don't know if this is Costa, I don't know if this is Natalia or all three of them together, but I fucking love that panel where they're talking and then you see like the little hexagon shapes just start to appear behind them and you know what's about to go down. You know Glitch is about to just pop the trunk on their asses. And my God, he does. He just like so literally just teleports behind them out of nowhere, unexpectedly dives straight down for Nathan. I mean, talk about like an instant one hit KO. He just tries to go for the guy flying them all and try to take them all down. Very clever. That That's what makes me think even more that he has an understanding of what their powers are. I mean, yeah. sure, maybe he looked from far away and saw that they were all glowing blue and hence the gravitational tether of like uh, of uh uh, Marshall was moving them, but uh, I bet he just also, or they also have an understanding of what the fuck is going on here. So that was really cool. Yeah, I didn't even notice those were hexagons in that panel. They just look like polka dots. But yeah, you're right. There are hexagons there. My, uh, I need thicker glasses. No, I'm just kidding. I do not need thicker <laughs> glasses. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it is cool. I, I love that. Just showing up out of nowhere. And I don't know if he's got like, he can see where he's going to go. Cause I don't know if there's enough time to come out of the portal and go right for Marshall, right? Like maybe he has like foresight to where they are. Cause he has to have some kind of tracker on them right to know where they are Plus, yeah is it is it really a portal though kind of like um like pinks it looks like more like um what's his name nightcrawler from x-men yeah yeah, he, like, yeah. Kind of just vanishes and then yeah. reappears or or is that azazel or whatever his name is. yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah it, it's weird because what if he's following their energy like projection or their energy signatures that's how they're tracking them down maybe he has like you know like a this, scouter this like all a movie style yeah, this whole comic being associated with like light and whatnot, maybe he has a way to track their energy signatures, or you know what I mean. That's a good I mean, bet. Yeah, so so he just appears and <laughs> he just grabs Nathan, and as they're all just plummeting down, I love like Wendell just yelling, "Kids, wake up! None of us can fly!" <laughs> just like straight to business again. I like Eva's uh, impulsive like actions. She just drops a bunch of portals, basically saves everyone's life uh very fast and uh this is worst, one of, worst case scenario to land could they not like shoot energy beams to, like propel them off the ground to like slow their landing probably right i assume maybe but i think the yeah, idea here is knocked out mm-hmm. true marshall he, he's, he, yeah he's pretty yeah he's disoriented and i think the idea here is that they're all still like they're all fresh they all don't know what the hell they're doing they're all like amateurs you know what i yeah. mean yeah, yeah it's kind of like mark grayson back in the first like 10 issues of invincible where you could tell like he's a noob like he's still forgetting to do things he like you know what i mean like he, he makes a oh, yeah. lot of mistakes at the beginning and i feel learning. like yeah they, i feel like very much here that's on display where you can see they're still learning like even uh radiant pink like i don't know if he even meant to teleport them where they ended up getting teleported like to uh you know you see them they fall they all get teleported and we see that in the next panel this is where shit really goes down this is the part of the comic that had me like, like whoa like yeah this is the jaw like pick up my jaw from the ground moment because this has huge implications for the world of radiant black because for a second here we change from radiant black to tech jack and no, i'm just kidding but seriously <laughs> like it gets it gets pretty crazy you see that like the portal opens in the middle of space there's some like 
distortion effect on the portal or some you know a little bit of like static coming out from like i'm assuming uh glitch colliding uh, on the other side and you see eva and marshall just fall out and they're literally in space and he's asking Eva, he's like did you can you hear me and they can apparently they can hear themselves in like stereo which is really cool like oh my god like we're, we're getting an idea of their of their powers even more maybe they like they share a, like a, a hub in their mind or something where they can it, it within radius right because yeah. they couldn't hear yeah. everyone else or they didn't, weren't calling out to everyone else so i don't know just yeah. i guess these two yeah and and you know he was like she was like space i was shooting for a mile man you know how hard it is to map three portals at once and so she like accidentally portaled them to the middle of space and oh my god the next panel you get this incredible jaw-dropping i think it's uh, the second coolest splash page of the series oh. Oh, yeah, you get this incredible splash page where it's just Marshall and Eva fully surprised by a literal space war, just battles like in front of their face, just ships shooting at other ships. You got, I don't know what the fuck those beings are, whether they're robots or not, mechas, just shooting at other mechas, all these color-coded robots. It's all just craziness, beautiful, just planet in the background. You got the stars. Seriously, this is a beautiful splash page. This is why I love Radiant Black. This is why I read Radiant Black for stuff like this. And my God, you know, Kyle was tweeting before the release of issue seven by a few days saying, I can't wait for you guys to see where this goes. You know, to everyone, I can't wait for you guys to see where we're going with this. And I just retweeted like, he's like, can you guys guess where we're going next issue? And I was like, oh, we're going to like space, right? We're going to cosmic and we're went to fucking space. Like, look at this straight up like tech jacket vibes kind of craziness. You just That's, that's kind of what I wanted to say. It, it, you remember how in Invincible, at least um, in the beginning, it was very like Earth centered. You know, you had uh, Cecil, you had the mm-hmm. Guardians of the Globe, yeah. whatever. Then eventually the series grew to be about the universe, right? And, and eventually you spent most of your time be, in space. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It barely spent any time on Earth. Now it feels like this is kind of like a teaser into what's going to happen down the line. Yeah, I mean, and we've talked about this before. We've we've been saying it's it's called Radiant Black. It's a series that's protagonists center around black hole capabilities and black hole abilities. So we've been waiting for that space part, and not just like oh, you know, sat- go fix a satellite or whatever kind of thing they had Invincible do at the beginning before yeah. he really started going to Mars and doing all those things. But here it's like they just got teleported into a middle of a what a literal battle. Like this is like, a- and I just love this next page where. You know, they just look up and they're just in utter shock. <laughs> One of the most amazing things, the eyes convey so much emotion. And the beings just turn. They have the robots it's like, too, yeah. yeah. You know when you're like playing like a video game like World of Warcraft and you accidentally mount through like a, like a zone that's like higher, higher level, level than you <laughs> and you just get attacked by these fucking like mobs that have no level and you're just like, you know you're going to die. It just feels like that's the moment. Like the aggro just changed towards them and they're like, oh shit. She's just like, you have to tell, you know, Marshall's like, you have to teleport us right now. She's like, it's too far. And he's like, you just did it. And she's like, I don't know how. And he's like, right now, get us out of here. And you see the beings circle closer. And honestly, they kind of look like, uh, they kind of look like the beings, the Cathal from Oblivion Song. Yeah, when you were, when you were saying they kind of look like, I was like, I think I know what he's going to say. And yeah, yeah, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Oblivion Song is fantastic. So I like that little, like, you know, that, that little moment of like, oh, wow, it does look kind of like that a little bit. That's awesome. You know, they're just freaking out. And he tells her to think of... Um, Japanese forest. A Japanese forest, and that he's going to hit her with everything he's got. So I'm assuming he, like, supercharges her with some energy or something. And, you know, they do it. And he says now, and they, uh, and they manage to portal outright uh, 
at the last second and and they're hugging and celebrating and this is the first time where you see the team kind of like getting along but uh, yeah. they're so yeah they're so focused on the moment of like just the fact that they escaped with their lives that they don't realize they ported straight into ordinary gods i'm just kidding they ported straight Surprise. into russia <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, we got no time to visit our babushkas here though because like it's heating up but i really like i like that i didn't know that with red that um when that they can supercharge each other's powers that's how they get out of this when uh marshall was saying like oh uh, our black holes have the training wheels on we've got some level uh we've got some level ups for sure the red one gave me a cape it was dope like i didn't quite realize that he specifically got the cape from her like i guess i didn't think of it but realizing the way the powers interact with each other that's that's really cool and i can't wait to see where that goes yeah no that's a very good point and uh it's just it's just so weird because we see that also it doesn't seem like Radiant Pink has a full like grip on her powers just yet. She's still making mistakes, still porting to places that she didn't mean to port to. And uh, you know, this is really this is really tense because for the first time the team, you know, they're flung together from the situations of what happened or from the scenario of what happened in issue number five and then they have to just you know do whatever they can but right now they're not only half a team because they're split into two pairs of two we see that the other two have no real way of getting back to them so yeah no. in, 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 in a way you really get to understand how the dynamics of the team are they're going to work and how important each radiant is to one another it's true and it's nice to have these two uh you know two uh groups broken up like at least i'm sure satomi's nice and not be get, uh, happy to uh not be getting shit from uh, from radiant black right now definitely yeah i mean you'd be screwed out here i mean they're just looking for a shop like you're in the middle of the woods like you don't really think i just kind of assume that they could all fly until this issue but i guess they obviously they can't they don't have control of gravity so you know uh whatever yellow's power is it has nothing to do with travel otherwise they wouldn't be stranded out here red and uh yellow are just you know, they're making their way through this snowed forest. They're trying to figure out, like, where they are, trying to look for any signs of other people. And, you know, you know, there's Satomi says she can't believe she haven't found at least a shop by now. And, uh, you know, he says that he's a little bit reassured because he saw Eva fall, uh, fall through a portal and take Marshall. They know for a fact that they're somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess that's kind of reassuring. But uh, they're both hung up on the fact that they don't know where Glitch is. And uh, I like that. Wendell calls him our glitchy friend because I feel like that's just a direct uh, like a reference almost to the Discord because everybody on the Discord calls him glitchy. Nobody like nobody knows what he's called. We just straight yeah. up, we just straight like I don't even think Kyle ever like said that name before this issue. I think we just straight up started calling him glitch because that's what he looked like because he's just glitching out. It's I thought that was a really cool yeah I thought that was cool of Kyle to put like a glitchy friend. So uh, yeah, props to that. We see that Wendell and uh, Satomi are kind of surprised because. They're shocked and you turn the page and you're surprised to see that Glitch is right there in front of them, knocked out. His helmet's kind of smashed. And the issue ends with Wendell saying, let's get some goddamn answers. Well, <laughs> damn. That's me well, every, every four months. Yeah, or something like, I guess maybe like hitting the portal. Maybe like he flew at the portal and it closed and it must have screwed yeah. him up somehow. Yeah. This issue just flew by when you're reading it because there's so much like action and cool stuff going on. It went at a breakneck pace, but uh, it's a cool cliffhanger for sure. And uh, eight can't come any sooner. I feel like like every issue, it's been breadcrumbs of answers. You know what I mean? We've been slowly, slowly getting some answers, really expanding the world. There's been a lot of world building these last few issues. But I'm also like, I hope Kyle revisits the issues of Chicago because I know I know Chicago is going to be a large focus of the series, too. I know it's going to be cosmic, but I also want to see, like, what happened to the Burnettes? Like, what happened to uh, the cops? What Cappy. happened? Yeah. Cappy. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what Kathy. happened to Kathy? We gotta we gotta find out about what's up with Kathy and <laughs> and you know we gotta get some goddamn answers about Glitch. But I guess that's what's gonna happen in the next issue. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I just I want to see what happens. Like it's it's been a really really fun ride and knowing you don't see anyone saying the series is too slow now that's for sure no and you know we go down we scroll down and we look there's some black mail uh from reading black fan mail obviously everyone checked that out some cool stuff and then we see another marshall school of business featured in this issue which is always a welcome addition uh writer melissa flores of Riftside Academy, uh, the ones that, uh, including the Unleash backups and Radiant Black. She did this Marshall School of Business. Uh, she's she a great second writer. One, yeah. She did. She's yeah. this her second. Two of the three of yeah, Marshall yeah. School of Business. Uh, so always looking forward to more from her. Uh, check out her work. Check out Riftside Academy and the Unleash backup stories and Radiant Black. There was another one in this issue, and it was really awesome because. The one in this issue had a kid, like literally right as you see it, holding a radium black action figure and playing with it. And, you know, if you've been around on, you know, radium black discord or if you've been around on Twitter or any of the social media where the community has been talking radium black, you know, there's been a lot of buzz regarding merch coming soon to like black market narrative and to, like you know, their website and everything. Uh, we already know that the helmet's going to be uh, sold soon. It's actually like a legit tease. And maybe yeah, yeah, that's, that's a. Uh, that's what in, I'm hoping. Yeah. In universe, hopefully that's like Kyle Higgins, like nephew who got like a production, you know, like a pre-production copy of the action figure. Who knows? But the art in the Unleashed section was really awesome too. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying the Unleashed uh, backup stories. We, we haven't talked about it much the first few times because I don't think we really understood what was going on. But seeing it here uh, in the third installment, we we get to see more of what's going on. We finally see the characters together. And uh, I got to say, it's been really cool. So looking forward to the next part on uh, the next issue, hopefully. But uh, yeah, for those of you who are fans of of, uh, Strawberry and of Melissa, check it out. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's a nice treat. Like Radiant Black, I mean, it just keeps delivering the issues. They've got two different like stories or recurring bits now in the back issues. It's just it's uh, they're going all out. All the creators. It's fantastic. Yeah, and you know, like we said, we we've been working really hard here trying to get others uh, on the podcast. I already spoke with uh, Ryan from the Invincible podcast, and I told them that uh, we would like to do a collaboration with them. You know get together and talk Radiant Black or Invincible or whatever. And, you know, they said that they would love to do that. So sometime in October, we're going to be getting together with the Invincible podcast and hopefully releasing an episode of the podcast with all of us on there. So there's that to look forward to. And, you know, like we said earlier, as as far as uh, as soon as we get more followers for the Black Market uh, Twitter narrative account, we're going to get Kyle Higgins on here. We're going to talk to him. And he said that he's going to answer our questions. So we're going to fucking ask him all the questions we can. And uh, yeah, they, those are two things that are, you know, awesome for us and awesome, you know, for our listeners, something that we can all look forward to. I know I'm really looking forward to recording with the, the guys from the Invincible podcast. And I'm also really looking forward to uh, finally getting to talk to Kyle Higgins on the podcast because, you know, we've really wanted to do that for a while, but haven't found the right opportunity to ask until recently. With that being said, follow Black Market Narrative on Twitter. You know, check out their uh, their, their website, blackmarket.la. Check out uh, their giveaways that they're going to be having more of soon. And most importantly, congratulations to the winners of the, the three giveaways that have already been done. Awesome prizes. Awesome uh, gesture from the Black Market Narrative as their, you know, the opening gesture for the account. And uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for more. 
Yeah, the features uh, the features radiant. It's uh, I'm super impressed with the amount of merch that they have out in just like a few issues. Like even like Skybound doesn't drop as much merch for their like ongoing series or their newer books as Radiant Black has. Like it's it's really impressive. Yeah, we've already seen like at the time of speaking. I know that Tifa had their own like things from another world had their own uh, exclusive variant for the trade paperback itself. I think I think Cherish Chen got one. So good for her. For those of you who are looking for more exclusives and for the fans of like you know getting all those reading black variants, I, I'm pretty sure there's a another TFA exclusive that's back up for reading black number seven or sorry number eight number seven or eight one of them that has glitch guy on the cover really cool cover so yeah be on the lookout for those variants it's just been like think about the last month and how much radiant black we've gotten in the last month beyond just the issues we've gotten so much content we got the sdcc panels we've got the uh we got like three or two installments of the newsletters from kyle we got all this information all this uh news regarding you know them featuring on the podcast soon hopefully so yeah and there's been the launch of the black market uh, narrative twitter account launch of the black market website and once again gotta mention a fantastic job by uh, Michael on designing the websites and everything. We got all these solicits to look at, and one good way to end with uh, this uh, this episode is to talk about the solicits for Radiant Black number ten. And we're looking at the website here, and it says under the solicitation, "Welcome to existence, an unimaginable infinity, uh, unimaginable infinity beyond space and time." Marshall is trapped there, but how and why? Can he make it out? And what is a catalyst? You know, we heard the rumors that Kyle was going to be, you know, from the SEC panel that they were going to go be inside a black hole. Are we thinking that this is the issue, that existence is maybe inside a black hole? Likely, right? That makes a lot of sense. I feel like uh, it's likely. And I'm wondering what a catalyst is. Could that be what shoots out the radiant? Could it be an event or is it like an actual object? Maybe it's like the core of where the radiant power comes from. I don't know. Yeah, there's so many questions. I mean, Catalyst, that's such a like broad range. It could be anything. It could be the Mecca. It could be a process. It could be anything. You know, and Like I said, it's always breadcrumbs, but it always has us talking. It always has us thinking about uh, what, you know, what, what's going on out there. Yeah, and a catalyst implies the existence of a dog list, so I'm really interested to see where that now. That's the dumbest thing I've said on the podcast, like so far. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I was on Twitter earlier, and I was I saw like Danielle Tidakulo tweet out like, "Finally, we can show you our kitty ranger," and it was like a cat ranger, and I was like, I couldn't tell if it was real or not, like because I don't read like the new Power Rangers by Ryan Perry or whatever. So like someone out there like let me know if there's actually a kitty ranger because if it is i'm 100 percent buying that issue I, are you fucking kidding me a cat power ranger like that's that's awesome yeah that's all i need i mean uh, like dexter needs a, an equal or whatever in the comics realm so let's give a let's get a good cat there with the power rangers get up i'm down <laughs> that black light uh rating black number 10 i feel like that's gonna be a big one and you know i just saw another tweet from michael basudo just now saying guys like this uh Blacklight Edition is never going to be reprinted regardless of how well it does, blah, blah, blah. So for those of you who are uh, thinking, you know, are, are on the fence about getting the Blacklight Edition for number 10 because it's $10, you know, he, this is exactly what he said. He said, it's probably worth noting that we might never reprint this version of this issue. Even if it sells out at the distributor, there'd have to be a lot of interest to make a second printing worthwhile. If you want one, make sure your local shop orders one for you. Those of you who are potentially interested, who haven't, like, you know, who haven't quite you know leaned into it yet really consider it because it seems like they're not going to be reprinting it and we, we're all fans of reading black here can't imagine an experience of reading a radiant black issue in fluorescent like 
Black Knight. That, that's just going to end by Igor Monti, no less. Like, that's a treat all on its own. Yeah, I uh, I bought like a Doctor Strange Funko Pop, like the black blacklight one, and it's like super sweet. And I was like, shit, I don't have a blacklight, but like it does look cool. Now I will be having at least like a mini blacklight keychain. Plus, like I'm just gonna put that on my keys anyway, so I can just like rep Radiant Black wherever I go. Yeah. What's the uh, <laughs> last order date for that? that FOC? For uh, for Radiant Black number ten. Yeah, the no, uh, November. It's the release day is November 18, and yeah, it's advanced pre okay. right now. It's usually okay. two to three weeks before, so I would say like the end of October. Cool. That's that's when you have to get it. Yeah, so by the end of like by the should be by the last week of October or the first week of November. FOC. So yeah, you guys have plenty of time to get your orders in for Radiant Black issue 10 and issue nine. I believe Kyle said that issue eight FOC is on Monday, and that's why they released the teaser for. Uh, the teaser pages on the newsletter for Radiant Black number eight. You could see, like, you know, those panels we discussed earlier with Glitch Guy just floating through space and some cool stuff happens. So uh, don't forget that Radiant Black issue number eight is on FOC Monday and it has amazing variants. There's a gorgeous cover A by Felipe Watanabe, artist of Ordinary Gods. I really love this cover he did. We've got the entire team and Glitch Guy just flashing his pink sword. It's pretty brutal. We've got a cover B by Jose Carlos. Personally, one of my favorite covers of the entire run. I really love it. I don't know why. It really reminds me of the scene of Invincible where Invincible is sitting on the rocket to Mars eating his sandwich. Uh, Radiant Black and Marshall slash Marshall sitting here in a very similar pose. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I like that. Yeah, and then we've got an amazing uh cover c 125 variant by tyler kirkham one of canada's finest y'all know me and matt are going to be trying to get this variant because it's tyler kirkham and but uh yeah this is i think another amazing variant like like this is probably the best cover of glitch guy yet to be honest probably i mean it's it's stiff competition in the cover game but uh, glitch hasn't been on too many covers so yeah it's definitely probably the best yeah, and I think that's pretty much it. We covered everything. Anybody, anything, anyone else want to add before we close up? No, I'm just hoping that uh, when I stop recording here, I get to turn on AEW and see the return of CM Punk. But uh, <laughs> wrestling fans out there, hopefully, oh, uh, pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh, we we yeah. know we we haven't released an episode of uh, Radiant Roster yet, so we've just been waiting for. Ali and other people to get caught up on their reading because they're slow. So if you want to give anyone shit, give them shit. Give them all the shit online. (laughs) Just go, just spam them. But uh, yeah, Ali finally read Stray Dogs and we're going to be recording an episode of Radiant Roster later this week where we're going to talk about Stray Dogs. We're going to talk about some other comics, hopefully like Nightwing, the new Nightwing series. And we, we, we know we've been talking a lot of indies like Image Comics and Boom Studios Comics and whatnot. So we'll talk about, well, I know Stray Dogs is also Image, but we'll talk about some DC and Marvel. We'll talk about Beta Ray Bill. I know our friends over at the week, uh, Weekly Pulse sorry, podcast have been talking about Beta Ray Bill a lot and how it's one of their favorites. I mean, who doesn't love Daniel Warren Johnson, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so freaking good. And then we're going to talk about uh, hopefully Nightwing and Stray Dogs and maybe one more title. So we'll see. Maybe like a little Kang the Conqueror or Firepower. You never know. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining me here today to talk some Radiant Black. It's been a wonderful month of Radiant Black, and we hope to see you soon. Take care, awesome. everyone. Thanks for having me again. Oh, yeah. And stay radiant. Stay radiant.